Welcome to SB Pod. Stand for Steve along as always. We will get to some draft talk. Passing on the hate. We're in a good he- we're in a good headspace this week. No hate this week. All positive vibes. Maybe it's because of our guest. Most well-rounded guest we've ever had. No joke. Action Bronson will be by in just a moment. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Everyone has a podcast, I know, but they're not all Stanford Steve and the Bear. Their podcast kicks ass. Check out this week's little draft talk. More importantly, it's Derby Week. Steve loves the Derby more than anything in the world. Maybe not not as much as his kids, but it's a very close second. So check out their podcast, Stanford Steve and the Bear. And action. We're joined now by rapper, author, artist, TV star, Bon Vivant, Knicks fan. I don't know what else I left out. It's movie action, star. Movie star, that's a fact. Action, yeah. Bro- action Bronson joins us. And uh, there's a lot I want to get to. And the Knicks fan is just an excuse because the other night, me and Steve were watching the Knicks and the Hawks. And... Uh, Bogdanovich hits a three, and my man Steve says, yo, what's up, your man Action Bronson's closeout? Like, he hit that three right in your eye hole in the baseline, didn't he? I know. It was upsetting, man. It's not the first time. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, being being courtside, they, they you know, sometimes the shot gets popped in my face. It is what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but here's the thing. I said last night on the show that – the league is better when the Knicks are good. And it's been a while since they have played, since they played a game that matters in May and they're going to. And I'm just curious. I know that the building's not filled and when it is, it'll be off the charts, but like being back in the building and with the Knicks winning games and in the city that loves the game so much, how, how would you explain and sort of describe the feeling in and around the New York Knicks right now? It's an indescribable feeling, you know. It's, it, it makes me feel young again. That's what it does. It brings me back that nostalgia from just from past memories of 20, 30 years ago. Like, come on now. You know, the other night, we played four. It was like the four versus five when it was against the Hawks. We played tough and we beat them, you know. Went for 10 in a row. We didn't quite get it. It was a couple of mistakes down the, down the stretch. But, you know, there's some things that need to be tightened up, and that's Police really it. Ahead. You see that? Police reported ahead. Five oh. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> My man's driving down to FDR on sunset. Everything's beautiful, but I don't want you to Not get pulled. Us. Don't want you to get pulled over. Um, I feel like in the interest of the word transparency, people use that now like you want extra credit for being honest. But I just oh, think yeah. I feel like people should know. We, you and I had a meal in New York City. Shout out to Campagnola, Upper East Side, legend, legendary Italian spot. The wise guys know. And I might have said to you several years ago that Kevin Durant was coming to the Knicks. Is that the you told, is that you told the, me it was a guarantee. I, I, what do I do? Am I supposed to talk about this now or no? Well, my sources were incorrect, and I felt horrible uh, because clearly he came to the city, but he's playing in a different borough. But you know the thing that's crazy is that, like, and I'm not going to lie, like I thought you got Randall and Peyton and Gibson and – 
Bullock. And I'm like, okay, great. None of this is going to add up to much. I'm pleasantly surprised. I just wonder if you believe then that what we are seeing now we'd see. No, it's kind of like uh, in Major League when they put that team together for the Indians, you know? It was like, Pedro Serrano, who the f*** is this guy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Of course. <laughs> they found they found Ricky Vaughn in the penile league, for God's sake. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like that. It's like, it, not big names, but man, they're just really, they're meshing well together. They're playing really hard. I mean, D-Rose, for me, is a very big factor there to have his leadership and to have his, you know, he's been in the league for a long time. He came in a young man. He's now 32 years old and, you know, seasoned, seasoned sure. like some really good chicken, you know, like some jerk chicken. Properly. And, yeah, <laughs> properly. And he's, you know, he's showing it up and he's making it. He, when he plays well, the Knicks play well. Like last night, I don't know, man. He got away from, like I said, down the stretch. For me, Julius Randle I love him, but I don't like the positions they're putting him in when they give him the ball and he has to isolate himself 42 different dribbles and he gets doubled and then he has to, you know, pass out, throw an errant pass. It's just not, it's not nice. It's not a nice thing. They got to, you know, create a little bit more for him. They got, he has to create a little bit without the ball. He has to make some moves, post, post up a little bit more, call for the ball instead of getting it out at the three-point line and start having to make... 45 moves. Well, let him know. Speak to Tibbs. Tell I him. just told him, Tibbs. I mean, you know, he's over there. I'm watching Tibbs. He's shaking his hand like an animal. He's locked in on the sidelines because when he's when they're playing defense and there's like a there's a play inactive, he's like, he's like shaking his hand, freaking out. I love it. Just Can let you him tell know. Tibbs to just clean shave his head. I, I really think he should. I would do it for him. I'll give him a shape-up. <laughs> Tibbs needs a shape-up like Anthony Mason. He needs a design. I'll take him to Jamaica Avenue to Cuddy's. Bring it straight up. Hey, I'll take Tibbs to Cuddy's to Jamaica <laughs> Avenue to the same barber Anthony Mason used to go to. Uh, speaking of Anthony Mason, let's go back. You're 37 years old, right? Yeah, man. What's your What's your first memory of the Knicks? Uh, the first memory of the Knicks is early, early on. It's just like it's early you like, like nah, it's like Clyde Frazier and stuff like that. Like watching highlights and. And watching things like that, Mark Jackson, little shorts. Um, I don't know, just little shorts. I remember, and then, and then Ewing bursted onto the scene. Yep. And my life changed forever. You got a top five Knicks player. I mean, top five Knicks. That's a real tough one. Chris Dudley. Chris Dudley. Uh. Buck Williams. Shout out to the Terps. Nah, man, I don't really know. I love, I love my Knicks teams. I can't rank them all. I can't rank the, I can't rank them all in. I love Hideki Matsui on the Knicks. <laughs> man had a man had a suitcase full of porn allegedly. <laughs> oh my God. Allegedly. Hey, listen, at least he, he he kept it to himself. There you go. It's just, that's a private thing. What do what you want to do? Saying. Um, no one should know he had that suitcase. How much are you down, man? I'm looking at you. It's very, very tin, very, very tin. Look, you look like a yeah, brand man. new man. How much are you down? I'm down 135, and I'm I'm up so much. My testosterone is through the roof, but in a good way. Understood. You know? Yeah. Not well, Barry Bonds like, but. But for a guy, uh, people that don't know, like you're, we're, this man, I left off Chef off the list of things, which is an egregious error. Season five of 
that's delicious. That is oh, out. You're right. touring the world, Thank enjoying you, the world's finest foods. Oh, I yeah. mean, for a guy who knows how to cook it and and really enjoys the meal, like how difficult is maintaining you know like obviously you put in the work you see the results but like for how hard is it to lay off like a nice proper veal with some salt and boca oof uh, i you know what i don't lay off i don't lay off it if i really want it but i i'm trying to stay stay clean for the summer so i can see abs <laughs> how close are you i'm i'm not that far you can see some at the top they're just powerlifting abs right now uh -huh. But I'm trying to get the lower abs. Then that's how you know I've been really doing work. When I've shred all that visceral fat, <laughs> all that, all that, all that silver skin. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you go to the gym, you just you got somebody that just say, hey, you just punish me. Put me I through. I do, it. but you know, I lost a lot of weight by myself to begin with, with motivation from my from my amazing woman sitting next to me and our beautiful brand new baby. I want to live for them and live for me and live for everybody. And uh, at the end of the day, man, it's just like, what the hell am I doing? I'm not going to die from food. What the hell am I doing to myself, even though it's amazing? How much did you learn about yourself, actually? I've learned a lot. My brain is Teflon, I'll tell you that. My mind is unbreakable. This is the hardest thing to ever have to do. Imagine having to lose a human being off your body. And I'm still going, and I'm still trying to get jacked. You know, it's like I didn't take the easy way out. You know, there's you it, no easy way out. You put the work in. I love I it. The, I sweat every day. I'm in the gym hard. Like, like I said, I was working out before by myself. I got it together. And then I went to the gym. My man, Dave Palladino, me and Cece be working out with him and changed our lives. Both of us. Um. So I, I, there's a new book called that I'll start tomorrow. A best-selling I author. It. I hate it. This what? is probably you. Know, I hate this book. Okay. With all my heart. You know, Why? Everyone seems because it's you know made me look and reflect on myself. I looked in the mirror in this book and I had to change. It all left off when the, when the pandemic started. So this was when I was four hundo. I was trying to write a self help book. Who the f am I? Who was I kidding? So of course <laughs> I'm gonna hate it. So it was a good mirror. So I reflected, and it made me change. So that's the only good thing about it. My, my, I was reading some passages to my guy, Stan for Steve, last night, and you were talking about being a husky youngster and that your legs chafed so much that you had to wear biker shorts. And you said, you said, you said, you said your legs were creamed and powdered under the biker shorts like a piece Straight of chicken. Up. Come on. <laughs> so you're telling me you were just a little squatty kid with some biker shorts and some powdered chicken thighs walking around? Hey, listen, man, yo, I was outside all day long, man. You know, so when you're fat, you're playing yep. outside all day, you uh -huh. get chafed. I hear you. There's few things, yo, few things worse in life than chafing. You got to get That's a proper, a proper powder. And bro, it's unbelievable. The, the power of the chafing situation is like, <laughs> it's worse than being like having a broken arm or something. I hear you. Um, so wait, I want to make sure I told you this is going to be a quick hit. You're out driving with your lady. I just wanted to be a quick hitter. We talked going to take our son up. We just came from getting tattoos in in uh, Pennsylvania. What's First the new time we've left him for longer than a couple hours. What's the new what's the new uh, tattoo symbolize or signify? I should say I got three dice on fire, four, five, six. And it says hot boy underneath. OK. And she got. This is personal. You can say it's none of my damn business. Nah, she got a beautiful sun on her arm, and she also got um, uh, 
a, a, a sacred cow. Okay. <laughs> a son and a sacred cow. Yes. Okay. Spiritual. We're very spiritual in this car. Understood. When's the last time you performed for a live audience musically? It's been over a year and a half. It's really, bad. I don't even remember the last show. And so I don't remember. I performed some bullshit in my studio. Lollapalooza, dumb bull on the internet. That doesn't count. You need to be. Able it doesn't to count. It was trash and whatever. You need but to be able to jump even... off a porta potty into people, which you've done. Yeah, I wanted to. I've done even crazier things that weren't captured. I've climbed the, you know, where they have like the, the, the tele, the telestrate. Now, what's, what's it called? The big television. Jumbotron. Jumbotron. The, yeah, there it is. The big, yeah, Jumbotron. The, the, the support, the support beams, like those metal supports on the side of them. I climbed to the top and almost brought the whole thing down in Montreal. And they threw me out of this. They threw me, not in Montreal, in Ottawa. They threw me out immediately. I drove eight hours there. And I had to go turn around right after the show and drive nine and a half back. Damn. That'll put, see, now, now you're super skinny with the abs busted. Now you'll just go do pull ups off that, and they're going to say you're not going to wreck the structural integrity. See how we're doing exactly. it? Exactly. Exactly. Before, I would have definitely brought down the house, and it would have been bad. All right. I know you got to get your guy. I just have one thing on the way out because I have to just help me understand one thing. You don't have to rush thing. me. No, no, I'm not trying to rush you, but your boy is, you know, your boy is your boy. This is a different boy. Big body best. I watched the side talk 100 (laughs) times. And when he talks to the dude, he said to the guy, the guy, he called him no neck. Right. (laughs) And he said, yo, he said, we're going to pray you get a neck for Ramadan next year. You heard? (laughs) Like, I just need to understand what being around that man is like, because his energy is mind boggling to me. Head his shoulders, we're going to pray he get a neck next Ramadan, you heard? I mean, Big Body is a one-of-a-kind person. They don't really make them like him anymore, and they, I don't think they'll make them like him again. Um, that man is special. I really do believe that he needs to have some sort of expression on television or on the internet somewhere, you know, produced by some people that are very important. Well, because he is to be taken serious. He's a comedic genius without trying. I couldn't agree more. He interviewed the street. Say again? He interviewed the fucking sidewalk. He literally interviewed the street. He was like, yo, what you got to say about it? He pointed the microphone down at the street. Fourth Street Hustle. Fourth Street Hustle. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> legendary. No one's ever interviewed the streets. Well, literally. He he I he makes it on Sports Center anytime Damian Lillard does something because they say Dame time and I say he knows what time it is no watch on the wrist that was on his little <laughs> he made he, I, I love it his lines make it more than yours I got to figure something out for you to drop in there Damn, Scott, very, what the f- bro you just no, made me feel away no it's not like that I'm just it's, you gotta <laughs> you gotta just show respect to Big Body and you know we just drop right. it in like it's you know what it's about man it's about little teeny breadcrumbs it's for the people that understand yep. and those that know know. That's uh, right. Listen, you're kind to take some time out with your lady going to get your son. Uh, this was a good excuse just to say hello. Check out the new book. And I'll start yeah. tomorrow. Check out. That's delicious. My guy, yes, Travis, sir. our producer, is doing lots of beeping right now, but he'll figure it out. Stay healthy. <laughs> Thank you. Stay healthy. Stay well. Keep working hard, man. I'm impressed. Take care, fellas. Right, I love both of you. Peace and love. Peace and prosperity. Peace and love. I have no idea how to pivot. From Action Bronson, Big Body Bess, to the rest of the show, Steve. Uh But if if anyone can, we can.
no doubt. Um, I have a couple of questions for you. Is it like you Scott? Doing? Is it like Scott on the spot? No, no, oh. it's uh, it's uh, more content based. I love we got it. The, we got the draft coming up. Yes, we do. Can you imagine anything more maddening than being a draft analyst and trying to figure out what the hell Bill Belichick's going to do? Mm. No, I mean, it's very difficult to figure out, uh, you know, what, I mean, we're, you know, going to pick, we, we're going to draft a player and we, or we'll trade or, or we'll, or remember when he had his dog at Nantucket just chilling in the corner? Yeah. They showed the dog and it was just a dog sitting in his chair in front of the laptop. It was just a, just, you know, just out on Nantucket as you do. Uh, yeah, I think it would be hard. And let's be honest, like, you know, it's not like they always, not like they always thread the needle there, that Patriot group, you know, no. <laughs> they haven't been the best. Um, no, that would, that would be difficult, but I mean, I feel for these guys. I mean, we talked to Todd last week and we talked through the years to uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. And any of these people that, that are grinding through these mocks and you want it to be close, right? I mean, this is what you do, but you're guessing and you don't have a clue. Like right now that to me, the biggest curiosity as you and I talk right now is, is San Francisco. And I'll say this about Kyle Shanahan. I, are we on Shanahan Island, you and me? Are yeah, we I think so. I think so. Well, then that's fine because we're we're smart people. Because yeah. people people talk about this guy like he's a bum. Yeah, like like he wasn't a play or t- maybe a play away from being the OC in Atlanta that won a Super Bowl. Okay, I get it. Some things went wrong, but the series of things that had to go wrong in a row for them to lose was insane. And they're one Tyreek Hill play away on a blitz that almost got home from winning the Super Bowl two years ago. And they talk about this guy about like his arrogance and what the f- are people talking about? Like, look at his numbers. I was talking to my guy, Sheehan, Kevin Sheehan, local DC shout out. Who's like, look at his numbers with Schaub in Houston. I'm like, he was his OC. He was like top five in the league in passing. All he's done is, is, is be good. Wherever he's been, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Everybody got hurt last year, and now people are acting like he's insane for whatever he does. They want to hate the pick in advance, which I guess it's just you and me on the island going, well, I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt where others don't. I just look at the games he didn't have Garoppolo in San Francisco and look how that team competed with C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins and God only knows what else. And, like, you talk about the injuries of the quarterback, they were – just destroyed by injuries all over the place last yeah, year. Their whole and and nobody wanted to play him. Nope. Nobody. Nobody wants to play that team. It's no, because it's of him. Because he's yeah. the head coach and gets his team ready. Yeah, I I just – I people want to hate it if it's Mac Jones because they have reasons and if they want to hate it if it's, if it's um, Lance because they want to hate it. And why isn't it Fields? And it's like, well, if Fields is great, then somebody's going to get – pennies from heaven they're going to fall into their lap but i mean historically the draft tells us most of these teams are going to whiff and we covered some of this last week it's wild how how bad people are at figuring it out but i find it interesting how much like pressure there is i mean uh kawakami i want to get this right um because i don't want to i don't want to misspeak how he framed it but the great tim kawakami he's awesome the athletic 
Shanahan clearly isn't thrilled. I've described this as probably the biggest move in franchise history. I, history. I'm completely comfortable saying that. I can't figure out a bigger one. If he has an example, my phone line is clear. And the point Kawakami is making is you're clearly moving on from Garoppolo. You trade it up and you're going to take a quarterback and there's a bunch to choose from and you get the third pick and you got to get it right. Now, I think anytime you say his biggest move in franchise history, that's like, well, hold on here. Let's let's trade consider- Joe Montana. Let's let's consider the list here. But I understand Kawakami's overarching point. It's a big ass pick. And it's it's the most interesting one because it's the one we don't know. We know we know it's gonna go Lawrence, then Wilson. By the way, that's an edit because I just said his name wrong three times. But we but so the draft starts at three, and that's where the intrigue begins. But it's a big one. I just it's you and me are over here on Shanahan Island going, you know, I'll I'll trust what he does. I mean, I love like, the guy. Love I, him. I think his players do too. Yeah. I could see, you could see that. I hijacked this conversation. You had questions for me. Uh, yeah. Um, how far before this draft, uh-huh. how far away are the dolphins from the bills? Uh, that's a great question. Um, well, I think Allen last year became a guy, mm-hmm. all right? A guy. And by guy, I mean a bona fide starter in the league that can carry you mm-hmm. and can hang massive numbers. Miami does not know if they have a guy. Now, to be fair to, to Tua, he was injured. He was slow to get started. But, I mean, dude got pulled, right, at Denver and – you know, it wasn't an option later in the year. And it's like, he's allowed to learn. I mean, Allen wasn't great off the jump. Uh, it took him time to get there. So I feel like because Buffalo knows that guy in this league where your quarterback play is the most important thing you can have, then I think that it's the proper thing is to say is that Buffalo is ahead of Miami. But if you look at the the sum total of what Miami has got as a team and what Flores is building, uh, I have it's close, right? It, uh, what do you think? I think so. I, I believe I'm looking it is. at them. I, I, I'm just looking at them like, all right, how are they going to close the gap? Miami? Yeah. And I think you got to look on the defensive side, possibly if there are those, like Mike, if Parsons is there, like I would honestly think about him. Like that's a, that's, that's a game changing player. And at I think six? This, no, at, um, I was, they have the two picks, right? Okay, they have the two picks, but it. I, I just all this talk about the wide receiver. I think the way to close the gap is on the to improve on the defensive side of the ball to try and coincide with that Buffalo offense. And okay. you know, it just you know, I just I just feel keep hearing about like, all right, Pitts is going to be the first non quarterback going. All right, who's going to be that first defensive player? Is Sertan going to, you know, be the guy? Is Parsons going to be the guy? There's, you know, the lack of defensive talent in the, in this draft. Is it that bad? Like, I still think there's some game changers out there. And, and to finagle around there, knowing, you know, all this talk about supposedly everybody just wanting offense, I just thought it – I just – I look at the defensive side. Well, I mean, I just, I just looked it up. Like, the top five scoring defense last year. I mean – Yeah. So – you, you, they've already got some pieces, and man, I, I, I just I'm, look at the tree where he came from. You yeah, know? 
well, I mean, look, I get, still? You know, I've said it now for 101 times, you know, that, that the way they started under Flores, I'm like, this team is garbage and they're not trying and it's offensive. And then they finished the way they finished. They competed that last year. I mean, I've, you know, famously beat New England at New England, which meant they had to play at home in the first round of the playoffs, lost to Tennessee, blah, blah, blah. And that's all because Miami finished his first year competing. Clearly last year they were they were a team on the rise. I don't think they're far off Buffalo's bumper, but I just I think knowing what you've got in Allen um, and, and the vibe that he has with Stefan, those two, like you got a you got a quarterback wide receiver one tandem there that Miami is, you know, you're 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 still in search of an offensive identity. Right. Like, I mean, they did it with a bunch of guys last year uh, at running back. You know, I, I think they got to look at a running back. You got to have a, a guy who's like, who's your first down? And we hand it to this guy because give them credit. They figured out ways last year with Gaskin and a number of other people yeah. throughout the year. Um, but like, I assume if you can find a guy that your bell cows an outdated term, like I, you want you want a guy to be that and you want Tua to take a step forward. So for Buffalo still ahead of them, but. I think we both like Miami, it sounds like. Who of the Alabama offensive players do you see having the most prosperous career? That's another great question. You got Jones, you got Waddle, you got Smith, you got, you got Harris. Najee. Well, I mean, and then you got you know, got, got a bunch of offensive linemen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Dickinson or Dickers, Dickerson, Dickinson, I always forget his name. Leatherwood, I mean. Landon, yeah. Yeah, you're going to. I'm not asking you to, you know, talk gap integrity here. Thanks, buddy. It's kind of hard for me to figure out pass win rate, whatever the f- that means. Um, I guess I'd just say Harris. Now, I say that okay. because, like, and this is I'll just totally being thinking out loud, right? Smith is a sick route runner, and his hands are nuts, and I can't get over the fact that he weighs a buck 66. Mm-hmm. That's light, man like light to be a wide receiver one in this league. Doesn't mean he can't be. I'm just saying, if you're asking me to pick, I have a hard time with that. Waddle, the last images I had of him, unfortunately, where he has ankle got messed up and then all credit in the world that he tried to play in that title game and, and got out there and got on the, got on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. But that's the last thing I saw. And it's clouding my judgment. I liked him more than Smith before last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of and, people did. Well, and then Smith did what he did, and that kind of clouds it. I feel like Harris, um, and it's circumstantial. It always is in this league. I just think that he can be a guy that's on the field, and I, I'm what I'm doing with what I'm doing. I'll give you two Raiders. It's hard not to think of Rugs with Waddle and go. I don't know. Is he going to be a guy that is a six catch a week guy, or is he one for sixty seven and a touchdown? every four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to Jacobs, who gets out there and with the Raiders and is the guy. And I liked Harris better at Bama than I like Jacobs at Bama. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm doing this thing where I'm taking what they did in college and I'm projecting it to Sundays, which is dumb, admittedly, but it's just, it, that's how I'm thinking out loud here. I'm also giving you Mac Jones in this conversation. I understand that, and I'm not okay. taking him. Okay. I'm not saying he's going to be the bum that some people act like he's going to be. Um, but I just, like, history's my guide on quarterbacks. It's not a coin flip. It's flip a coin once, then flip a coin twice. Yeah. It's 25%. Like, I'm not taking that. So, I'll, give me Harris. Who do you like? I'm, I'm going down with Smith. 
I think he's the most sure thing. Um, I thought Cole on our show made a great point that nobody talks about. Is like, why can't he gain weight? You know, like what, what NFL team can't. Play Let me ask you want. this. Let me ask you this. Cause you, you played. Yeah, sure. He can gain weight. And then two weeks in, it's all gone. Isn't it? Isn't it the hardest thing to do for guys that are hard gainers to keep that weight on during the course of a season? You're asking me about a hard <laughs> gainer. <laughs> uh, I'm, you, you know, guys, like, you know, the receivers you knew. Like, I don't know. Is it if you weigh 166, like, you think the dude's not eating pizza right now? You think he's like, no, no, I'm good. I'll just have the salad. I'll get the kale. No, that guy, should be, he should be eating cheese wheels for breakfast. You also got to realize that there's a lot of, uh, how do I say this? Because it's, the swag thing is not what I'm looking for. But there's a lot of persona with the wide receivers that maybe they don't want to gain weight because they don't feel right. Well, guess what, pal? You're going to get your head knocked off if you don't put on a couple pounds. So guess what you're going to do? You're going to put on a couple pounds, whether you like it or not, and you're going to work out your craft. I trust Devontae Smith to work out his craft and get himself to be the best player there is. The things he did um, on the field are just incredible. Not and you talk to everybody player. off the field and how he, he, he was – he was, you know, you hear Steve Sarkeesian talk, and he was the coach on the field. He was the guy coming off saying, this is what they're doing. You know, um, this is how they're playing us. We need to go with this. Uh, and and, and I, I think that stuff is, is, is real in a day and age now where you need that, where everything is just signaled in and there's not a lot of lingo um, communication. I think you really need that, and I think coaches love that. Those anecdotes- every time I hear him talk, I just think he's – as sincere a kid as, 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 as we've seen recently. The uh, anecdotes about him coming off the field and telling them what they were in and, and yeah. like what, what was open that that's, that's look, that's what you want. You know, yeah. everybody praises Mac Jones ability pre-snap to tell you what's going on. The fact that you got a wide receiver that knows everybody's responsibility on the field and can tell you what the defense is, what they're in and what they're going to do. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, obviously that's a big plus. Yeah. Are you done? No, I have one more. Mm-hmm. What are the Lions going to do at seven? Um, why are you laughing? Because I have no idea. What do you do? You just traded your franchise quarterback. It's completely dictated by what happens in front of them. And there's so much uncertainty. We talk about it three. We don't know what San Francisco is going to do. And then there's questions about Atlanta. Might they trade? There's questions about um, – I think there's questions with Cincinnati. You don't know what they're going to do. Is Sewell the guy they want? I mean, they're they're truly like – and you can relate in your fantasy draft when you're sitting there at seven. You know you're not getting the running backs you want, and you're probably not getting the wide receiver one you want, and whatever happens in the board in front of you is going to dictate who's who you're going to take. Not like they don't have a bunch of needs. I, I haven't got a clue. Also – also, they might be able to just sit there if the quarterback, somebody that's got a super itchy trigger finger back in the mid-teens, really wants to say, hey, what are you going to give me for it? Because somebody, say Lance is still there. And I don't know, like I've read Washington could be a could be a buyer there. Maybe they jump up. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Detroit's in an awesome spot to just say phone line, like treat it like local talk radio. Phone lines are open and just <laughs> and just see who calls. But I, I have, who do, who does McShay have in his in his most recent mock going seven? He has him trading down. Okay. And he has him taking Micah Parsons. 
Detroit trades down to pick up extra assets and still get Parsons. Man, if he's still there at 15, that's a that's a ball player you're getting at 15. I think somebody's coming up and taking him. So do I. I really do. Yeah, there aren't a ton of guys on that side of the football. But All, right. Guy, all right, two more. Yep, go. What's the average beer intake of a of the Browns fan at the draft by the time they draft at 26? Over under. Um, eight and a half. <laughs> How many hours is that? I mean, I'm giving you a couple beers an hour. The weather's apparently going to be a little iffy. So you oh, get, yeah, is it? Yeah, rainy and chilly. Okay. You think weather's going to stop the Browns fans from drinking, Scott? <laughs> As I said it out loud, I, I still, I, my, 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 um, my follow was going to be, um, when did that ever stop any of them? Exactly. It won't matter. Eight and a half. Okay. And finally, last, last tight end to be drafted in the top five. Who was it? Yeah. Uh, Vernon Davis didn't go top five, did he? No. I didn't think so. He went first round. Uh, what year? I don't remember. I don't know. 1972. Um, <laughs> uh, get, uh, <laughs> I don't even know a 1972 tight end. Jackie Smith. No. Who was it? Riley Odoms by the oh! Broncos. I remember that name. That's like it takes you back to your youth, old Riley Four-time Odoms. Four-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, he Two-time play. All-Pro. Yeah, the only Olsen. other tight end to go in the top five besides him? Uh-huh. Dicka. Dicka. 61. Well, we're going to have one this week. I told you. Do you hate anything this week, Steve? No. No. I don't. Hey. It was Upper 80s here, summertime. I survived the weekend on my own with the kids. Like, I'm I'm good. How many shows? How many shows? How many times did you just say, you know what? I'm going to give them an iPad or I'm going to fire up the uh, – Oh, well, up. they – I mean, they, yeah, you know, eating meals and, and uh, they don't want to talk to me. So, it's that's that's pretty pretty common for them to be eating lunch and watching. Okay. But – uh. Went you out made for it? a couple meals. Yeah, went out for a couple meals. Um, all of you? All of you? Yeah. Come on. How many yeah. meals did you cook? How many meals did I cook? Two. What do you make when it's I dinner? Breakfast. Big breakfast. All right, that's a win. Pancakes, just, sausage, eggs. That's smart. English. Smart. We're big on the English muffins now. I got them all hooked on English muffins. Those are tasty. So good. Butter or jam? Butter. Yeah, like a stick of it. <laughs> no, I tried. If they could, they would. But I, I only lose a little bit. All right, but uh, like, but like, if it's dinner, like, what are you making? Like mac and cheese? Come on, mac and like? cheese. I'll I'll fire up some. Uh, they like the um, uh, pasta. Uh, the little ditalinis, the the real little ones. Huh? They love those. Fire a box of those up. Get some sauce and go. All the dads out there, I want you guys to stop and just give a head nod of appreciation for the fact that Stanford Steve had three, three daughters all under the age of eight between no the age. Huh? No casualties. No injuries. We're good. 
That, that, yeah. So when you, when you survive that, you know what you do? You pass on hate for the week and you think about positivity, yeah. peace and love, Thankful. like, like, like action. Grateful. That grateful is a good way to be good way to yeah. stay, stay grateful. All right. Maybe we, maybe that's it. Maybe, uh, maybe we never do things. I hate. I'm pretty sure we'll do it again next week, but right now we're in a good headspace. What do you got to close on? One thing I would hate, uh huh. but you don't cause you're in a good headspace. Is if I was an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Boy, that roster's uh take a look at them. Take a look at what they're trotting out. We happened to watch them last week because they played the Wizards a couple games where we're only like, wow, this is what we're going with tonight, huh? <laughs> Poku. Yeah. Poku. People like Poku on the internet. And I'm like, look, Poku like, way more than Devontae Smith. No, it's push. <laughs> Devontae Smith might have a higher shooting percentage. All due respect. You hate Poku. anything this week? Nah, you know, you're in a good headspace. I'm in a good headspace. You know, let's let's be let's we'll give it a rest because I mean, how's the swing? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Again, just got to get out there and play golf. You know, hitting balls is not the same. Wifey says, oh, you should go play golf. I'm like, Do you know what that means? It doesn't. It, it's five hours, honey. Yep. Again, when you call me. Five. It, it, when you call me four hours, I'm like, where are you? Like, I'm 12. What are you talking I'm about? The, no, I'm on 19. <laughs> no, it's, it's 12. Always lie about what number you're on so you can give yourself more time for what you need. And not lie, guys, just fudge. Just, just fudging is better than lying. But no, I haven't. Uh, I'm a, I'm fine on the mats on the range, boy. I'll pound them. Did you get a sweat in today? Hitting it? Yeah, I did. I did shout to uh, shout to the guy you turned me on to Alex Toussaint. Oh yeah. Now that, you're going. That guy's awesome. Club bangers. He is awesome. The first the song, man. the first song was MOP Andy up and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> it's on. It's like, this is what we're doing. I'm like in my basement screaming. <laughs> L I L F L A M E. <laughs> they don't, they don't have the parts that they No, 18 the man. Yeah, they, they they beep that stuff out. Like, and by the way, Travis, you're gonna earn your money beeping out Action Bronson. But yeah, shout to uh, Mr. Toussaint, who has uh, got an energy that helps you get that bike ride in. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get jacked and cut just like Action Bronson. Yeah, and we're gonna be underwear models. Look there for that. Go. Look for that calendar next holiday season. It's the calendar you didn't know you wanted. It's the calendar. And it's gonna. Have, it's gonna have the needed. F word in front of it too. <laughs> it's, it's gonna say, "Yeah, I bought this calendar." all right we'll leave you on that one everybody have a great week we'll see you soon